All right, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thanks much for tuning in today. Got a lot to talk about. You can uh, download the um, uh, the Fantasy Sports app for free. Uh, that is uh, for Apple and Android both. Go check that out. Uh, you can follow me on the X at It Happens, where you can find me there. Well, um, also FanStreetSports.com, and we have a Facebook page for fans of fans of, uh, of Fantasy Sports powered by DSP Media. Go check it out. A bunch of different, we have so many different shows that are coming out all the time. Great new content. So please go check that out. We will talk a lot about the Ohio State men's basketball game from Sunday against Purdue. First, so we'll backtrack a little bit to what happened last week as it, it pertained to Chris Holtman. Uh, Chris Holtman was fired as head coach of Ohio State after their loss to Wisconsin. Uh, they got beat 62-54 to 54 in that game last week. Uh, the Buckeyes at the time fell to 14-11, 4-10 in the Big Ten. Over the last season and change now, I guess, almost two full seasons, Ohio State just 30-30 and 30 overall, 9-25 and 25 in the Big Ten. The team looked um, look, just didn't look like they went through the motions a lot this season. Didn't see a lot of creativity there with the offense. It seemed like down the stretch, Ohio State was getting out-coached, out-executed. And um, as much as I like Chris Holtman, look, look, I'm telling you, Chris Holtman is a a, a fine individual. And I've, I've spoken to him a couple of times. And I think he, I do think he's a great basketball coach. He just didn't get it done here at Ohio State. Um, Gene Smith, the Ohio State Athletic Director, he uh, looked pained when he had to discuss this. He didn't want to let go of Chris Holtman. He's very fond of Chris Holtman. And plus, with this being Gene Smith's, you know, his final uh, few months here as the athletic director, and he steps down July 1st, being replaced by Ross Bjork uh, from Texas A&M. But uh, Bjork, by the way, comes on board March 1st and will kind of shadow Gene, I guess, until July. But uh, Gene Smith, the last major coaching decision he's probably going to make uh, at Ohio State ends up being firing somebody we just gave an extension to a couple years ago. And Gene Smith's press conference about Holtman had a lot of nice things to say about him, but also did not hold back when uh, he said that expectations were not met. Gene Smith was asked directly, um, do you regret giving Chris Holtman the extension you gave him just a couple of years ago that resulted in this being a situation where now Ohio State owes Holtman $14 million? And Gene Smith said, yeah, I, I, do, have, I, I do regret that. And I wish I could you know, all my regrets in my life. I wish I could have do-overs. Um, I'm paraphrasing there, but he did admit that he regretted it, which I was surprised to hear that. Um, and then, if you remember, just recently when President, incoming President Ted Carter and Ross Bjork had their press conference, Gene Smith, a big part of that as well, their introductory press con- press conferences, and um, President Carter was asked specifically, you know, once Ross gets here March 1st and he's with Gene until July 1st, who's going to make the decisions? The big decisions and president Carter said it's gene's job until gene's not here gene's going to make the decisions so leads me to believe it was gene's decision to to let go of holtman when he did but also it sounds like and but then gene was asked though does he have a list at this press conference uh, just last week does he have a list of coaches he wants to talk to and he said um that's a good question to ask uh, ross ross bjork and so it Ross certainly will have, have play a major role in hiring the next basketball coach, but Gene was kind of deflecting that, and that was surprising. We thought Gene would play a big role in that. I know that Ross has to also be – you want Ross uh, Bjork to also be on board with whoever you hire, but it seemed like Gene kind of took a step back on that one. Um, so uh, he said the process now belongs to Ross Bjork, and so uh, we'll see where Ohio State goes from here. In the meantime, they hired Jake Diva, uh, promoted Jake Diebler, from the staff to be the head coach for the rest of the season. 
And Ohio State promptly went out on Sunday and defeated number two Purdue in Columbus, 73 to 69. A huge upset. Uh, Purdue enters like an eight and a half point favorite, but I think most people were jumping on that thinking Purdue would blow Ohio State out. I, for one, did not think Ohio State would be able to compete with Zach Eady. Uh, the Ohio State's tallest player is 6'9. Eady is a giant. Eady did have a decent game, still 22 points, 13 rebounds, um, but he had six turnovers. Ohio State, Zed King guy and company did a great job of defending. Um, Zach Eady throughout the game and uh, I think five steals is what uh, Zed Key ended up with uh, he ended up with nine points only one rebound but he had one assist five steals uh, Ohio State was out rebounded 36 to 23 I thought they would get out rebounded they did have nine steals though interestingly um, the teams combined to go 30 for 31 from the free throw line in this game so a big win for Ohio State, 22 points for Bruce Thornton, uh, 19 for Jamison Battle, none in the first half. All 19 points for Battle came in the second half, made a couple of really big-time threes down the stretch. Ohio State had the lead, looked like they were going to blow. Purdue came back and tied up. It was like, oh, it's the same old thing here with Ohio State. Um, but no, that's not what happened at all. The uh, the Buckeyes uh, hold on for the win. Again, 73-69, to a uh, big win for the Ohio State men's team. They're now in action again. Uh, on Thursday at Minnesota. They've got a few games left, and uh, I, I know it's, look, they're 15-11 now. They, it's a huge long shot for them to get to the NCAA tournament. But I do believe, though, that Jake Diebler has an opportunity here. He's, he's essentially coaching for the job. I don't expect he'll get it. I, he, no, no head coaching experience whatsoever. But if they can go on a run, if they can win out, and the schedule's not that daunting. The toughest game's going to be at Michigan State. So it, but it's not impossible. With the way they looked against Purdue, if they can maintain that intensity, they could win out. Now, if they win out, that gets them to 20 and 11. And then you've still got the uh, the Big Ten tournament where they, if they could win a couple games there, who knows what would happen. But so I, I don't expect it to happen. So I'm not saying that. I'm not sitting here telling you that it's going to be a, a Steve Fisher type run with Michigan back in the 89, I think it was, when uh, they made him the head coach right before the tournament started because Bo Beckler fired Bill Frieder. Or Bill Frieder took a job at Arizona, was going to take it the next season, leads Michigan to the tournament. Beckler says, no, I want a Michigan man coaching Michigan. Fisher goes on, wins all six games in the NCAA tournament, and, the, and Michigan claims the title, and Fisher kicks off a long coaching career. I don't expect that to happen. But Diebler is coaching for his job, for this head coaching job. If they have a very strong finish, if they have a run in the Big Ten tournament, if they happen to make the NCAA tournament, I don't know how you could not give Diebler serious consideration for this job long term. Ohio State women, switch over them. Uh, they are uh, number two in the country. They've had, they played on Wednesday, February 14th. They're not playing again until Thursday, February 22nd, when they travel to Penn State. Uh, Penn State took them to overtime the first time they played at the Schottenstein Center earlier this year was 94-84. to 84. Uh, Kevin McGuff's team, though, uh, on top in the Big Ten, controlled their own destiny as far as the Big Ten number one overall seed goes. The, uh, the 22nd's a big night because you've got Ohio State with one loss, you've got Indiana with a loss, and Iowa with two losses. And um, Indiana-Iowa play – you should have two losses, I take it back. And Indiana-Iowa play each other on the 22nd. Ohio State, you know, closes out their season at Iowa on March 4th. So um, – but – Thursday night's a big night for Ohio State women's basketball. And I looked up a stat, and I think it's the last eight games, um, or maybe it's the last seven games, but Ohio State's outscored their opponents by 89 points in the third quarter. 
which is an incredible run for Ohio State women's basketball. I talked to Kevin McGuff yesterday. Typical Kevin McGuff, he deflected most of that. So it's the players, it's the players, which is great. I'm glad he does that. But nonetheless, Ohio State seems to be making these fantastic coaching adjustments at halftime and then blowing teams out in the third quarter as a whole. All right, let's switch over now to football because there's a lot of good football stuff to talk about. The Ohio State um, men's uh, men, uh, sorry, the Ohio State football team has hired Jen, James Laurinaitis, hired full time as a uh, as a linebackers coach, and now what that does is that gives him the opportunity um, to go on the road and recruit, which is good. So um, Laurinaitis now is uh, joins the the staff. Now the staff has now finalized as far as they get some contact extensions out. Laurinaitis, full time linebackers coach. Um, we also got on the offensive side. You got Chip Kelly, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach Brian Hartline. Co-offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, Justin Fry, the offensive line coach. Much embattled the last couple of years. Looks like he'll be staying on board, though, now uh, for the foreseeable future because Chip Kelly had Justin Fry, has an offensive coordinator at UCLA when he was there for a while. Tony Alford, the running back coach, and Keenan Bailey, the tight ends coach. The, um, but we're getting closer and closer to this. Ohio State's going to start practicing here, and we've got the spring game coming up in April, so we'll keep an eye on that. And a lot of interesting position battles, especially specifically the quarterback position uh, coming up this year. We're watching that quite a bit. So, But Ohio State kicks off their season August 31st against Akron, uh, then follow up Western Michigan and Marshall, the big games on the schedule, October 12th, when they travel to Oregon, travel to Eugene to take on Oregon, uh, and which should be a top three matchup for both. Both teams should be the top three when that game occurs. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Didoff, and uh, follow me on the on the X at Bit Happens, and also download the FanStream Sports app it's for free uh apple and android users check that out but um it's uh you can go to fanstreetsports.com do all of that thanks so much for tuning in to the buckeye blitz on fanstreetsports.com powered by dsp media <laughs>